Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time. Fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> Take a special kind of man to wear an elf suit, and by golly, I'm that man. All right. This is amazing. TSS Fantasy. This is like an orgasm. If I had a cigarette, I'd smoke it. I'm pumped to be here. This is the show of shows. It's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time. How the fuck you got me up this damn early, Jason? (laughs) It's time. Mayo over sour cream, yeah. Right, that's because you have high cholesterol. <laughs> that's right, ladies and gentlemen. It is Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Exciting night tonight, indeed. We got the draft coming up. Always exciting NFL news, as always. Let's kick it around to our my tag team partners, as I heard earlier. Justin Herrera, welcome to the studio. Bionic <laughs> <laughs> elbow. Oh, man, I feel like I'm a part of like a legendary wrestling team, man. This walkout, my tag team partner, I'm calling him from the back. <laughs> yeah, it's good to be in here, man. Fucking uh, ready to talk some football, guys. Ready to talk some football. In, indeed, football. It feels like it's football season uh, with invol- involuntary camp starting, or excuse me, voluntary camp starting up. Um, let's welcome in, speaking of wrestling intros, Fred the Animal, the Jester Ray. <laughs> it's Bro, like George the Animal listen, Steel. <laughs> listen, I'm starting to look like George. I ain't going to lose my hair and everything, but check this out. <laughs> I'm just not oh, hair. Right. <laughs> listen, man, I love this NFL season. I love the long, the, the short the, the, the short off season. Uh, a lot of talk going on right now, and it's the off season, so Two more weeks to draft. Let's go Jets, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Indeed. I don't know how far the Jets are going to go, but let's welcome into the studio, Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's get it. It's an early edition, folks. And uh, I just got two words for you. Dallas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm with that. <laughs> Starting off strong indeed. Well, well, again, we got to get things started. Don't forget, visit us, tssfantasy.com. All of our latest and greatest on there, including links to our merchandise. We got T-shirts, hats, whatever you want. We got it. Check it out for TSS. We'll have some new stuff coming soon. Waiting on that. We'll see how long that takes. Designs by Christine. Coming soon, baby. <laughs> Coming soon. Indeed. All right. Also, we got links to Belly Up. Don't we have all the great podcasts on there? Your wrestling to racing. We got it all for you. So make sure you check out all of our great um, 
uh, fellow podcasters, if you will. Don't forget as well to visit Underdog Fantasy. Sign up. All the NBA basketball is going on right now. You could win a ton of money, easy money, and we'll double your deposit. So put in 100 bucks, it's 200 bucks. Who knows what you could win? You go away that night with $2,000. Who knows what you could win? All types of way to win money. Check it out. Use the code TSS when you sign up. We got you covered. We are the fantasy show of the people. The people. <laughs> All right. Let's get things started out. We got some news. Jarvis Landry visiting the Saints. I love Jarvis as a former America's team member, great football player. I don't know what to make of him in New Orleans. Kick it around fantasy-wise, though. Justin, you're here first. Tell me what you think of Jarvis if he does sign in New Orleans fantasy-wise. Where, where do you think he's at? Uh, shoot. Man, he's he's back where he needs to be, back in the 13th, 14th round. I mean, if we're talking about Michael Thomas going in like the ninth, eighth, eighth, ninth round, I mean, come on. We can't we can't ideally be thinking the same type of guy is gonna be going before him or even in the same round, especially if he's gonna be number two. I think this is more of a beneficial if it comes down to it to Jameis Winston, because he's gonna have two mid-level threats. That are both capable, both can like take it to the house from wherever they're at. Both can get both can get yards after the catch. But as far as Michael Thomas or Jarvis Landry's situation, I kind of downgrades them in my opinion. Yeah. All right. Well, Fred, what do you think? Uh fantasy wise, yeah, I, I kinda agree. Uh I wouldn't take him till maybe the tenth, eleventh round. Um I just don't see it. Uh, I mean, you're going to have maybe Winston back there. You're going to have Kamara getting touches, Michael Thomas getting touches, uh, whoever their tight end is going to get touches. So uh, fantasy-wise, it's really nothing. But I think it helps the team. I think it makes the team better. So I think this, uh, the Saints stay, uh, stay competitive through, uh, and even make the playoffs. Nice. All right, Nick, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty much the same uh, sentiments as uh my tag team partners over here. Um, what what I what I like about Jarvis Landry is, you know, he's like definition football player. I mean, he's tough. He doesn't complain. He go out. He goes out. He does his job. He can fit into any offense. Like he is a solid help me out guy. Now, as far as fantasy goes, yeah, bottom. 13 to 15 round he might be that diamond that you might steal in your last pick in the in the 16th round uh but now he's he is not he's not a legitimate 10 to 15 point guy uh anymore well he never really was but i mean he doesn't have the potential anymore like he can give you a five a solid solid five to seven points average jarvis landry you are nick's diamond girl Let's go on to receivers. A lot of that, a lot of big news going on. AJ Brown uh, changing, you know, all the social media. Uh, Debo Samuel wanting to trade. A lot going on with these big name receivers. What are you guys' thoughts on this? I know we were talking about earlier in our chat. Um, let's get it out there. What do we, what do we, what do we know, and what do we think is going on with the big name receivers? Nick, we're going to start with you first on this one because. 
I know I got a big Flander comment coming. Well, you know, I'm going to live up to my get off my lawn attitude because I'll tell you what, these these freaking no. brats, man, you're getting paid to play pro football. And I said it before in the pregame uh, chats and everything. You got to blame the real villain here in this whole thing is the stupid Jacksonville Jaguars for setting the bar for for an unproven, up and coming <laughs> slot receiver in Christian Kirk. I mean, I'm not trying to slam Christian Kirk, but he's not worth that contract. Now, now you got every every freaking receiver who thinks he's better and, quite frankly, is better than, than Christian Kirk. Say, uh, where's my money? Where's my money? So then they go to the old resort, slam my rattle. Well, I'm going to take my toys and I'm going to take down all my social media stuff. It's I don't like the negotiation in public. Do it in private. If you think you're worth more money, do it in private. But I'm also the same school of you signed a contract. Live up to your contract. It isn't, well, let's see how I do in my last year. Let's let's tear it up and, and negotiate. And I'm going to sit out because, uh, damn it, I feel like it. No. You signed the contract. Own it. So, like I said, a Flander comment, ding, dingly, dooly. <laughs> Fred, what do you think? Oh, man, I can't believe I'm about to, like, agree with Flanders. <laughs> Flanders. I have to agree with everybody, everybody was happy until they seen the big contracts being doled out. I mean, A.J. Brown. Do you really want to complain you're on the Tennessee Titans? You just made the playoffs. Do, do you really want to start all the foolishness? Uh, Debo Samuel, you you know, you looked really good last year because they they One acclimated year. you to the offense. Exactly. They they, they, they 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 tailored to you. I mean, nobody knew what was going to happen. So now since you have one good year, now you want big money contract. Oh, now you want to force a trade. You want to take down your Instagram. I don't, I don't know what's up with taking down Instagram. People take that shit down every other day and put it back up. I don't know why people really care about that. But <laughs> but but they see everybody sees green envy in their eyes. Everybody wants to be like the next guy. I mean, uh, give us – Debo Samuel especially. Give us a couple of years in San Francisco of doing it, two, three years, and then force it. But you want to trade? I mean, and, and listen, don't get me wrong. I'm a Jets fan. We need a wide receiver. Well, I mean, but I, I think how they're doing it is wrong. Play out the contract and then go and, and get your money. All right, Justin, what are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to reiterate what Nick said, and I'm going to start off like he said in the last one. I agree with my tag team partners over here <laughs> because when DK Metcalf is the most mature person in the building and says, hey, yeah, I'll go voluntary workouts. We're still going to work out a contract, but I'm still going to show up for my voluntary workouts, get in my program and stay with my team and get to know my new quarterback. Yeah, you know, that kind of tells you about the kind of like the vibe that we've got going around the NFL nowadays. You know, like my comrades have said here, when you are sending a message by taking down social media stuff, what are you really sending a message of? That, like Nick said, you're a brat, that you're a diva, that you're everything that we didn't want from Terrell Owens. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, listen, I, I love Devo Samuel. I got his jersey, his signed jersey up in my bedroom. But that man needs to get over himself for one second. Now, it was not right, the death threats that came his way. That is not right whatsoever. Never. And freaking the Niner fan base, they're going to need to apologize for that. But at the end of the day, you signed a contract. You're a second-round pick. You have one good year. One good year. Now, it was an amazing year, 
but it's still just one good year. You have an injury history to beat at that, and you're playing a position at wide back where you're bound to get hurt again. So for those reasons, Debo, you should just kind of be looking at this like, hey, they're going to get it done eventually. They just kind of need to figure out their cap space right now. Don't take it personally. Go work hard. Go get stronger. Go make your body durable so it can take the hits at wide back. Because if you're going to play that position, you need to take the hits. Big words from our Niner Insider. Nick, real quick, we got to get moving. We got guests awaiting. What else do you got, sir? Justin, did I hear you correctly? Wide back. Did you just coin a new position name in the in pro football? Wide back. Look, look out for it. We had a girl in high school, and her nickname was Wide Back. I don't know if you. You don't want to know. That's awesome. I I am so glad that's how I get to introduce my wife. Let's go to MJ Seidler. Those who will not live by the law shall die by the law. Your Honor, may I approach the bench, please? Excuse um, my friend's behavior, Miss Mary Jane Cooper Esquire. Welcome to the studio. Hold on, Thank Jason, you. I and I assume you've been the kicked out of your podcast studio. Not... What's that? He's been kicked out of his podcast studio in in the kitchen to the garage. I think after that comment, he's going to be in the car, find a new place to live. <laughs> I didn't hear it like you heard it. I right. heard oh. like was it with love? Were dissing women, and right. yeah, he was going to hear it from me. Exactly. Which Thank Flanders? You. Shame on you. Thank you. That's exactly uh, that was how. I in particular, not all women, but go ahead. All right. Well, let's get things Regardless. started with a rude comment to get it started. Let's go with what we got going on in the league. Lots of fun stuff in the legal side. What do we got um, going on? Let us know. All right. Well, so last week, um, Justin asked what's going on with Alvin Kamara. So I, I did look into that. Um, so if you haven't heard, the running back from the Saints, Alvin Kamara, and um, the cornerback from the Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Lamins, um, they were their co-defendants in a, a case. Um, basically what happened was they were getting onto an elevator with two other guys and some guy was, I guess, trying to get on the elevator. This is the alleged victim. And um, he, I guess, motioned to like come in. And then he was told like, no, by Alvin Kamara. And then the guy pushed. And then he got the smackdown from like. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Allegedly, Alvin Kamara and Chris Lemons gave him the smackdown. Once they got him on the ground, they then are... They are being accused of stomping him in his head. Um, he has facial fractures and contusions, um, which is just a fancy word for bruises, but it sounds worse. Um, and so they are set to go in front of um, a justice of the peace, which is kind of like a magistrate here in Florida um, on April 25th. So very soon. Um, this happened on Valentine's Day. They were arrested um, and they're both facing felony charges of battery causing great bodily harm, which is a, a serious felony here in Florida and, uh, a serious felony, obviously there. Um, they're also being charged with conspiracy to commit battery. And that is just, um, what the state wanting to charge them with, like the two of them acted in concert together to beat this guy up. So um, there is evidence that they still have not received, but there is alleged to be video um, surveillance footage. Um, There's also obviously witness statements from especially the alleged victim in the case. Um, And this apparently actually um, happened on February 5th at 6.30 a.m. And he played in the February 6th Pro Bowl game, like, the very next day. So, um, anyway, apparently police have seen the surveillance footage, and it does show that the alleged victim stepped toward the elevator with the four men. Kamara put his hand on the man's chest to stop him, and the man then pushed his hand away. And at that point, Lamins punched him, and that's how the whole altercation went down. That's how it started. Um, once he was unconscious, they are alleged to have stomped his face, chest, legs, and um, he has head injuries and, and stuff. So um, I think we'll hear more after the 25th uh, with this hearing that's coming up. Um, so I guess stay tuned for that. Wow. <clears throat> Big stuff. Do you think, uh, so what do you think his chances of getting any kind of suspension are? Well, I mean, if this were my case the first physical contact happened when Alvin Kamara was just trying to stop the guy from coming in the elevator. There may be other facts. Like for example, in Florida, in uh, a lot of buildings, there's a four person maximum. So there could be a defense of like, he was just trying to stop him and the guy pushed him. So the initial aggressive contact came from the victim. So this is, I mean, the defense would be self-defense. He pushed, we swung. You know what I mean? However, you know, at the end of the day, apparently he was unconscious when they continued and didn't stop. So, you know, in Florida, you don't have a right. I mean, you don't have any kind of limitation. You can use force. And as long as you're not the aggressor in the situation, I think what's going to what it's going to turn on is who was the aggressor. If this guy is seen to be the initial aggressor and he seems to be aggressive, then I think that it'll probably pan out 
as, you know, Alvin and, um, um, Chris. what's his name? Lamons. They both yeah. need to look into maybe striking a deal. I think if they do plea to this, um, then more than likely, uh, there will be a suspension coming. If, for example, this guy is seeking damages, it doesn't say anything about a civil suit, but I would imagine that one might be forthcoming. Um, but if criminal charges aren't filed, I think they could still potentially face a civil suit because it's a breach of the code of conduct for the NFL. So I would say more than likely, uh, I believe incidents like this are usually two to four game suspensions. So I would say that might be coming down the pipeline. So just stay tuned. Mm, wow. Big news coming up this season. All right. What else do we got going on? Okay, so what else we have going on? <laughs> so there was a, another um, arrest. Well, no, it's not an arrest. He's not yet facing criminal charges, but Kelvin Joseph. So Kelvin Joseph was out at a club uh, with some friends, and apparently they um, they are alleged to have been involved in an incident with some other people at the club. So they're walking through the parking lot, they're seen getting into like a scuffle. Then it breaks up. Then they go their way. There's allegedly surveillance footage showing an SUV driving out of the club, which is that is alleged to be the shooter's vehicle. And that is the vehicle that they believe that Kelvin Joseph was a passenger in. So there were four men in this vehicle and from this vehicle, someone shot and fatally killed a 20-year-old guy. Cool. Um, so um, this happened on March the 18th. Um, if you don't know, you're about to find out. But if you're in a vehicle and someone shoots from that vehicle, everyone in that vehicle is responsible just like the shooter in the state of Florida. Many states are the same. You are held as what's called a principal. Now... If, for example, you can prove that you were fighting the shooter, trying to get the gun off of him, and there was a struggle, and you tried to stop it, you could potentially get out of that. But it, there's, it's a high bar to prove. So the um, attorney for Kelvin Joseph uh, did release a statement. And right now, he's just named as a person of interest in the investigation, but they are looking into talking to him. Um, and um, the man who was killed, his name was Cameron Ray. And I think that's important to note just because, you know, rest in peace to that guy. But um, Kelvin Joseph did issue a public apology um, to the family of the victim. And he already retained a criminal defense attorney, which was smart. Um, that doesn't mean that you're guilty people. You just, that's what you're supposed to do. Um, and, he did release a statement saying he didn't shoot Cameron Ray and he was unarmed. He just, quote, found himself in a situation that escalated without his knowledge. Obviously, the NFL is going to investigate this like they do because code of conduct. Um, but the team has also released a statement saying, um, you know, giving their condolences to the family and saying that they're aware and they will cooperate with law enforcement and uh, any potential NFL investigation. Some pretty serious stuff. Thank you for bringing the mood down. We do appreciate it. That's what I'm here for. 
That's my job. I, no, you just piss people off, Nick. You got, <laughs> that's what I'm here for, Mary Jane. Female comments. No, no, no. I said I'm it was one Wendy, female. By the way, I will be sending her a text. Oh. <laughs> you have her number? If not, I'll yes. get to you. He's getting told on. <laughs> Miss Mary Jane Cooper, thank you so much. We appreciate your time. We have a guest all the way, coming to us all the way from the Middle East. Don't want to make him wait too much longer. We've got a lot of draft stuff to cover. But we'll have you in next week, and we appreciate your time. All right. Bye. <laughs> See ya, Miss Mary Jane Cooper. All right. You know what? Yes, sir. I, I, I never understand how millionaires in the public eye always find themselves to get in stupid ass trouble. I just don't understand it. I was like, why am I going to beat up a little dude in an elevator and have jump on this man? Of course, there's cameras. There's cameras everywhere. Right. Why would I do yeah. this? Oh my! I'm gonna have to pay this fool. <laughs> I may, I may shed some light on this. Oh boy! Here's what I think would happen. <laughs> I think the fan, the aggressor, recognized who it was, and he was probably drunk, and said, "You know what? Let me punk Alvin Kamara, and let, let me look cool in front of my friends." That's probably what happened, and I'll bet you Alvin Kamara said, "No." So, so that's what happened. But again, I mean, nobody wants to be punked, especially on on camera. But then again, you have to be mindful of your of your situation. Just like uh, what happened with uh, Kelvin Joseph, uh, you know, I don't have yeah, a formal opinion. I don't have a formal opinion on it. But it just seems like Dallas being Dallas, drafting all these high quality characters that that surround themselves with with their friends who. They don't want to disassociate with because you know they want to. They don't want to look as uh, what's that? Word? But I'm gonna tell my friend, dude. You know who I am? Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing right now? I don't want to give too much away for season two, but I got something special planned for Nick, and this is this is like a good time. Um, season two is going to be lit. All right, let's take a quick break. Let's take a quick break. We gotta, That's something funny, but that was just we, we got to talk about the draft. All right, let's take a quick break. You put them up, reach the skies as the stars up above, because it's one time for the underdog, one time for the underdog. Fred, Fred didn't know it was going to be a quick break tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want to break. You're going to wait too long. All right, let's hit it. Here we go. Let's talk about the draft. Yuke, what is up, my brother? Welcome into the studio, sir. How are you doing, guys? Thank you for having me. No, we appreciate having you. <laughs> I'm glad Fred made it back, at least in time. Uh, so we got the big draft coming up. We got our big expert in. Coolest thing ever is that this guy is coming all the way from Israel. That's cool as hell, bro. We appreciate you coming in. Um, welcome to the studio, bro. 
Thank you, guys. Yeah, you want to talk about good morning football for a second with uh, Kyle Brand and Peter Schrager. Right now, it is 4.30 a.m. for me. This is the real good morning football right, right here. You're coming from Tel Aviv. I just looked it up on my phone. It this, is 4.37. This, this is, you are why, dedicated, my friend. This good is morning, you. This is why I was trying to, like, speed things up. I didn't want to make the man wait. He got up early for us, so let's not waste his time. Or did he ever uh, go to bed? let's go into the draft i'm gonna bring up your mock draft we'll basically just kind of go through it get your thoughts on the picks and we'll get the fantasy impacts as well kick it around to the fellas get your thoughts also um i sent it to you guys earlier so let's see if you guys differ in any way i want to challenge you especially look look at his ass he needs some coffee right now (laughs) Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, I could use a coffee, but uh... <laughs> can, so go ahead and piss him the fuck off. I dare you. So, oh, wow. Let's talk about round one real quick. And oh, and my bad. Speaking of pissing him off, I spelled his name wrong. Also, like an asshole. So my apologies there too, my brother. Um. Anyway, let's go ahead. <laughs> First pick of the draft. Let's go in and, and uh, your thoughts on uh, who, who, where is he going and why? So obviously the big hype right now with the first overall pick is the whole Aiden Hutchinson versus Trayvon Walker thing. I just think that that's a little bit crazy. And I'm a little bit higher on Trayvon Walker than most other uh, analysts. Everyone's kind of hating on that pick, saying that he can't possibly go that early. And I get it. He had very little production in Georgia. Um and he, he's also is going to be changing position. He played primarily in the five tech where it's basically you line up right on the inside of the offensive tackle. And when he moves to the NFL, they're probably going to switch him out to pure edge where he lines up on the outside. So he's not only changing position a little bit, but he had very little production at Georgia. I just feel like it's crazy to have, you know, have a, a sort of a projection, a potential uh, draft pick and take him with number one overall. Number one overall, you got to get someone who you know is going to produce, not someone you think has potential. So I just think first overall is really high for Trayvon Walker. I think he's still going to go top three just because of the hype about him. But I don't think at one, if they can pass on Aiden Hutchinson, he's the number one player in this draft. He's, he's, a, he's not only is he a crazy athlete, just like Trayvon Walker, but he also has the production and he even, it's very clear and in, in, in interviews with him and things like that, he is a game changer. He's someone who can come in and change the culture in your defense, which is something the Jaguars desperately need. I just think it's got to be Hutchinson at that pick. Any of you guys differ and like have a strong case for someone else at the number one slot? Yeah, you can, you can. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, sir. I think, I think uh, Jacksonville should do every NFL, uh, every, every NFL prospect a favor and just, defer because uh every time they bring a player in they ruin his career and if Aiden Hutchinson go, goes there uh he'll be washed out but uh no I mean you cannot go wrong with with Aiden Hutchinson uh it's a good quality solid pick and it's not at a high risk position this holiday season Lexus wants you to remember it's not just the thought that counts it's your thought because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. 
those so-called feel-good holiday films, they can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Guys, anyone differ? Yes, sir. Yes. You don't think uh, Iwanku should go first, especially with Trevor Lawrence being the quarterback to protect them on that left tackle? I know they uh, franchised uh, their left tackle, but they could move him to right, and you'll have a stout offensive line protecting Trevor Lawrence, especially to get the ball to their new Christian Kirk. So I think you could do that. I, you know, I before they franchise their left tackle, Cam Robinson, like you said, I was projecting them to get like an Evan Neal or Ike McQuanu. I just feel like not only is, is Iquano not really a, a locked-in first overall pick, you know, like there's a certain caliber I feel like you need to hit if you want to be selected number one overall, and I don't think Iquano is that. But I feel like they they also – I don't remember who it was, but they signed a free agent offensive guard. So they've sure. invested now in their offensive line, and I don't think that you, you know, franchise your left tackle and sign a free agent and then also with number one overall pick, which is a rare pick to have, go and draft another offensive lineman. But you're good with the Lions at two taking Trayvon Walker, though. Define, define good, <laughs> my man. I don't know. I feel like it's going to happen. It's just, you know, they're, the reports are they don't love Kayvon Thibodeau because of his attitude and things like that, and they're not going to take him at two. So I just feel like who do they take it to? They have a really good offensive line, drafting Panay Sewell last year, so they're not going to go with one of the tackles. I just feel like, like the only guy that's left who's of that caliber right now is Trayvon Walker. And I'm not a fan of him going that early, but I feel like it's going to happen. I mean, he's a freak athlete. You know, they're really, I think they're building a different culture in Detroit. So I do like the pick there. Um, you know, Texans going with the tackle to protect David Mills. Yeah. So I actually, <laughs> I feel like this is something that, that a lot of people aren't discussing right now. But one of my favorite things in the draft is going, is uh, make, when I make mock drafts, is having the Texans go offensive lineman at three and then wide receiver at 13 because they can probably get the number one offensive lineman at three and then the number one wide receiver at 13, most likely. And they've made it very clear a lot of times that they really like Davis Mills. And I think we can all agree Davis Mills came in and performed way better than a lot of people thought he would um, coming. I think they drafted him in the third round or in the late second, something like that. So he came in and he performed really well, especially with a garbage team like the Texans. And I just feel like maybe if they like him, give him a shot, you know, give him a little bit of protection, give him someone to throw to just a little bit. You know, it's not like they have you know, dire knees on defense. They have dire needs everywhere. So just draft someone on offense and give him a shot. Speaking of a team with dire needs, let's go on to the next pick. The New oh, York JTS <laughs> suck, suck, suck. What do you have them giving this sucky-ass draft? So I honestly don't know. They just could go in so many directions here. You know, they could go uh, Kayvon Thibodeau if he's there or Trayvon Walker if he's there. They might even go with one with like an Evan Neal or a Iquano if he's there. You know, they might even go Stingley or a Sauce Gardner if he's there. There's a lot of options here. I just feel like, you know, I would love them taking offensive linemen, you know, especially for Zach Wilson. I'm a huge Zach Wilson fan. I think Zach Wilson is going to break out this coming year. And I just feel like the best course of action is probably to take an offensive lineman. But I think that they could, they, there's a chance that they get one at 10 where they're not going to get one of these big three pass rushers at, uh, at 10. You know, there's, there's three difference makers in this edge rusher uh, draft class and the Jets desperately need some pass rush. There's only three difference makers. And once you move out of the top five, they're not going to get one of them. 
I totally agree with this guy. <laughs> they were going to Thibodeau. <laughs> we, 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 we got Becton. We got Fine. We got Vera Tucker last year. We just got the guy from San Francisco. Hold off on the lineman. Get that edge rusher that Robert Sala loves. There we go. I just fancy a little approval. I love this guy. Yeah, there you go. All that right. doesn't mean anything. You, that, I mean, you know, that, that doesn't mean anything. But usually in the draft, you don't usually get cheered a lot in New York. So you're starting off right, my friend. All right. We, speaking of New York, I don't think we really need to talk about the next pick. It's kind of obvious. They need line help. So that's kind of, quite frankly, Jones. it's easy speezy. The next, the next best offensive lineman the Giants are going to take for sure. Let's go on to the first fantasy impact, if you will, pick um, we have with the Panthers. So, yeah, this is a little bit of a big pick right now. I'll be honest. I am not a Kenny Pickett fan at all. He's my quarterback five in my rankings. I don't like him. So when I was making this mock draft, I figured I'd try to go with what I think might happen rather than what I think should happen. What I think should happen is going to be very different than what's going to happen. But Kenny Pickett's a little bit overrated. But just with the hype, I'm, it's going to be Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett. I feel like there's no way that the Panthers go into the season starting Sam Darnold. That would just be so wild to me. Like, if you're going to do that, just fire Matt Rule right now. Like, why even hold him off for another season? You know you're not going to get more than five or six wins with Sam Darnold. Just just fire Matt Rule now. Restart now. Start rebuilding now. So they they got to take a quarterback here, at least see if they can maybe uh, take someone. I just feel like, especially with Matt Rule and uh, Scott, I think Scott Fontenot or Terry Fontenot, their general manager, they, they're on a very tight leash right now. And if they go with a guy like Malik Willis, who everyone projects to have a very long uh, learning curve, then they might be kind of screwing themselves out of a job. So they should... I feel like the better move, at least for them, assuming all these quarterbacks are the way everyone hypes them up to be, or, you know, everyone thinks that they are not as low as I think they are, then I feel like Kenny Pickett is probably the move because he's more pro-ready than a guy like Malik Willis. And also there's ties there with Temple back with Matt Rule and and Kenny Pickett originally committed to Temple. I just feel like Kenny Pickett's going to be the pick here. I don't like it, but it's going to be the pick. Yes, sir, Nick. Okay, a couple things. Um, I agree with you in a sense that um, Kenny Pickett, I think in, in my personal opinion, he is the biggest risk of this entire draft. Uh, number one, I've been saying this since we've been talking about the draft. I don't think he's a number one. I don't think he's a first round pick. I I think he's a, I think he's a low two, mid three. And, and I've been hearing it from, from the experts on, on TV. I watch it whenever, whenever I watch him play, I don't think he's, He's that good as far as where he's going to get picked. I think the only place he's going to get picked is is because of need, uh, because because the the quarterback pool is so dry this year. Now, um, I was told that you wanted some nice, challenging questions, so I'm going to throw <laughs> one at you right now. There's a rumor. There's a rumor that the Panthers are highly interested in Baker Mayfield. If if this deal goes through, which I think is a stupid ass deal, but if the deal goes through, where would you take, uh, who do you think um, the Panthers would take with their first pick, regardless if they stayed at six? So it would have to be one of the big three offensive tackles. They would stay at six because, you know, they, they can still probably get one of the big three. They're either going to get Neil or Cross or Iquano, probably not Iquano, but one of the two, one of the three. Bless you, Jason. And so they're going to have to 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 take that. I to be honest, offensive tackle might even left tackle might even be a bigger need for them than than quarterback. They just they have no protection on the blind side, so they got to get that set up. So if they get Baker Mayfield, not that I think that's a great move, but they definitely invest in offensive line. 
And then coincidentally, what did you think about uh, Robbie Anderson's tweet? Says no. <laughs> I think that is just a great summary of Baker Mayfield's career. I feel like that's all we have to say. Guys, any other? Do you guys have any challenge here to this Panthers pick? Would you guys go anywhere else here, Justin? No. Panthers are going to be stupid with this pick anyway. <laughs> That's kind of how that organization has run for the past three years. So I would not be surprised if Pickett is the pick because they're they're just, like he said, rules fighting for his job right now. And he's got to do it, figure it out somehow. So can he pick it if he's the answer? I actually would not mind yes. Baker Mayfield. He's the answer because then you can actually make a smart pick and get a tackle like you all said. <laughs> Brad, what do you think? I, I think you go Evan Neal. I think you need that that left tackle start to help boost your franchise uh, to help boost the franchise. I heard today Ben I believe Ben McAdoo said Darnold is our starter and retracted saying, "Oh, I was not supposed to say that. Oh, uh, I'm not supposed to speak to the media and say these type of things." I it's think ben it's gonna, for you. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like because you you just overruled Matt Rule. You didn't even ask him, and he's like, yeah, he's our quarterback. So already you know it's going to be Darnold. They're interested in Baker. If I'm Carolina, you still got McCaffrey. You got some receivers. Take, take the offensive tackle. You need line help. Don't, don't fall for Pickett. I mean, I know he's probably going to, like he said, he might go six, but he doesn't deserve to be six. All right, everyone here is Nostradamus, to say the least. All right, here we go on to the next. So I guess, I don't know if that's a typo for the other right. Giants got two first-round picks. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Wow. All right. So you think they're going tackle and cornerback? Let's talk about that. Well, they could really go in a lot of directions, um, but I think that, especially with tackle, I think that's a little bit surprising to a lot of people to see Charles Cross over Evan Neal. But there's been a lot of buzz about the Giants really liking Charles Cross, and they went to his pro day and they've been raving about him. You know, sort of like the the Steelers with Malik Wills at the Senior Bowl. So I re- I really like Charles Cross over Evan Neal just for the Giants. Uh, I think Evan Neal's better, but. Uh, but I, I feel like that's the way the Giants are going to go. And then if they get Ahmad Gardner at seven, that's going to be a steal. This guy is one of the three best players in the draft. He is, I would say, one of one corner, but you got Derek Stingley in this draft. But he is just special with the speed that he runs and the length that he has. And he's so smooth and so locked down. And everyone's going to keep bringing up he didn't give up a touchdown in his entire college football career. So I feel like that's a big thing. Like you can't pass on Sauce Gardner for that long, and they're going to need a corner. So I don't see how they can go any other direction here. Indeed. All right. Love. Well, pretty much um, the rest of this round is boring as hell. Um, other than the dumbass J-E-T-S. Jets, baby. Another pick. Two, how do these guys get two first-round picks? Let's Thank you, talk, Seattle. Let's, let's go on to – let's talk about the Jets um, real quick because, you you know, again, two first-round – two first-round um, – excuse me, in the top ten picks. Um, you think they're going tackle here. Yes, I think what's going to be crazy is that the Jets, if they take Evan Neal at fourth overall, no one's going to say that's too early for Evan Neal. So if they have managed to get a Kayvon Thibodeau at four and then also Evan Neal at 10, that would be a dream scenario for the Jets. I don't know if that's going to happen. It's just the way I kind of like played out this mock draft. That's just how the board fell. Uh, I don't see the couple teams ahead of them prioritizing taking a guy like Evan Neal. I'm actually not a huge fan of Evan Neal. I just feel like every, his tape was really not that good. And everyone talks about his great, crazy, you know, athletic potential. This guy is so big and he moves so smooth. But at the end of the day, if you played for three years under Nick Saban, who is probably one of the better uh 
you know, guy guys and coaches and producing and, and developing young talent, and you still didn't play to the level of that matches your potential, then I don't see how he's going to be drafted and go to a team like what with a coach like Robert Sala or some, something of it, some guy that caliber, and then he is going to be able to develop him into some crazy starter. So I'm not a huge fan of Evan Neal, but I feel like if you were to just not look at my personal big board and look at, you know, the analyst big board, getting Kayvon Thibodeau and Evan Neal at 4-10, and 10, that would be just a dream for them. Yeah, so I'm glad you don't like them, and I'm glad you got them taking the jet, the Jets taking them. All right, Fred, what do you think? Uh, I'm hoping Sauce Gardner falls to ten. That's my real pick. I, I want to go yeah. defense, defense, Thibodeau Gardner. Uh, if not, I, I still don't believe we take the Evan Neal. I think we go with either uh, Drake London or Wilson. We need a, we need a receiver, and I like London. He's six four, really tall. We need to get uh, Zach Wilson. Don't, don't get me wrong. I hope we get AJ Brown or Debo Samuel. But if we don't, I say Drake London because we need somebody to help Zach Wilson. So I'll just tell you what I think about that is that um, I'll be honest. I love Zach Wilson. He was last year, and this is going to be a little bit hot takey, but he was my QB1 in the draft ahead of Trevor Lawrence. I really like Zach Wilson. I think that he is – this guy is a playmaker, all right? The problem is if you don't give him the proper protection, that he's going to be running around too much and he's going to make too many mistakes, and that's exactly what happened in his rookie year. So, yeah, they have guys like Makai Becton, George Fant, you know, but Makai Becton keeps getting injured. You know, this is his third season, or I think he's going into his fourth season already, and he – or his third. He has barely done anything. So – and there there have been rumors that the Jets don't really, you know, connect with a guy like that who keeps getting injured, and they want to draft someone instead of him. You know, if they get a guy – like Evan Neal, who's played in guard a bunch of times at Alabama, they can pop him into guard and then, you know, boost the the protection in front of Zach Wilson. I just feel like you got to build around Zach Wilson. Yeah, their defense is bad, but you got to develop him. If you give him two years of throwing 15 plus interceptions, he's not going to gonna develop into a great talent. You've got to protect him early. For the sake of any audience we might have left, let's move on from New York Jets football and talk about some other teams that actually can do something. How about the Commanders? You got them with Drake London. Now, this is a big fantasy impact indeed. Talk about on the other side of Scary Terry uh, with Carson Wentz at the helm. Uh, you, you like Drake London here. So, yeah, he's not my wide receiver one, but uh, I just feel like in terms of fit from a play style perspective, think about the court of the wide receivers who have worked well with a guy like Carson Wentz. So back in Philadelphia, you had Alshon Jeffrey who was a big wide receiver about the size of Drake London. Then in uh, Indianapolis, he had a guy like Michael Pittman, who's a big wide receiver. And yeah, Michael Pittman's a little bit more smooth than Drake London, but still it's a similar body type. So I just feel like of all the wide receivers here, they're going to go with a guy who's big, who can catch contested catches. You could, you know, come down with those 50-50 balls. I just feel like when it comes to fit, He's the best fit. That's what's so unique about this wide receiver class is that, first of all, you can rank them all however you want. You know, I got my top five, and I would be happy with any order that you put those top five in. You know, they're really kind of all, like, the same. On my big board, I feel like they're all within, like, seven or eight spots of each other, and they're five guys. So they could really go with any of the top wide receivers, and it's just a matter of, you know, pick your poison. You know, which wide receiver do you feel like fits best in your offense? You guys like that uh, pick for the commanders? Nick, Nick's got I, his marker up. Yeah. No, I mean, even though – even though that they're a division rival, I think it's a fantastic pick for them. Uh, in addition to what you said, they they really need to cut bait with Curtis Samuel because that that experiment just just did not work. Uh, they need people, they need receivers that can that can stress the field, uh, stretch the field, excuse me, stretch the field, so they can open up those uh, running lanes for Gibson. Uh, and then they got McKissick back, so I think Drake London, being his speed and his body type, like he. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When I deployed, I didn't realize that even the air I was breathing was dangerous. Since coming home, I've watched friends get sick and struggle to get the support they deserve. But now, that's finally changing. We're eligible for new VA health care and benefits based on when and where we served. Even though I feel okay, I'm going to apply for my sake and for my family. Learn more and apply today. Visit va.gov PACT. I would equate him to a DK Metcalf. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's that's who I see the mold. And if you got if you you got him and you got Terry McLaurin on this on the other side, that's like twin towers. I mean, I I think that'll that'll be a great fit for them. But uh, I I would think if if I were to go, I would have them address the defense first. Really, Brad, I yes. just feel like um, wait, before Fred jumps in here, I just want to say I feel like you gotta think about Carson Wentz's career. You know, he this is over. his third team already. It's over. It might be over, but this is third team. If you want this to work out, you're not going to give this a three year you know trial period. He's got one year to prove it, and if you want to give him that one year to prove it, you got to build around him. At the end of the day, you know the way I see it is it, it looks like a lot of teams are going to go offense in this draft, and they should because. You know, unless you have a quarterback who you trust, who's a veteran, you got and, and he's playing well, you gotta build around your young quarterback. You gotta give him confidence. You gotta develop him because the quarterback leash right now in the NFL is very, very tight. And you don't want to be looking for another quarterback in a year if you don't let give Carson Wentz the chance to really go off. Then, then what are they doing here? Is they have a great defense, but then, then what next year? Then they gotta go find a quarterback. Uh, my my question to you was: uh, McLaurin's are already a, a big uh, wide receiver. You don't think they could take they should take uh, Garrett Wilson at number ten since he's more of a speedster, six feet tall, and uh, you know maybe get open up the middle like Tyreek Hill used to do. So another option I would feel like if they're going speedster, it'd be Jameson Williams, who's definitely a field stretcher. He's the burner of this class, at the top of this class. Um, but I feel like just between the two, first of all, Jameson Williams still has the ACL, so that might uh, deter some teams away. He's still going to definitely go first round, uh, probably even top half of the first round. I just I don't know if they go uh, Jameson Williams this early because they want to build around Carson Wentz right now and not wait for someone to recover from an ACL. Um, and I just feel like just – yeah, Terry McLaurin's a big wide receiver, but if you look at the play style, he's not the, he's not the guy like Drake London who wins these 50-50 balls, you know, is a contested catch, uh, you know, master. He's more of a finesse, uh, a route-running specialist type of guy. And I just feel like Jamison Williams is also that. And and the way I see it, when you're building an offense, you got to – to, to spread the wealth around, build your team like a basketball team, you know, where you have lots of different types of players who can do lots of different types of things. And Drake London is a lot more different from Terry McLaurin than Jamison Williams is. I like that. I like that. <clears throat> yeah, Jason, what we got? Well, if, he, if he's not there, yeah, I, was on, okay. I was on mute. My bad. We could have UConn for like three hours, like our own fantasy special. Like for real. Like I, <laughs> we're, I didn't even realize we're not even like halfway through and it's like 40, you know, we're up like 13 minutes left. So let's go yeah, to the more fantasy there. impact relevant picks. We'll go on to yeah, – we just talked about Jamin, uh, 
Jameis Williams, excuse me, for the t- so he's going. You got him at the Texans. Let's move on to Tra- Traylon Burks um, to the Eagles. Uh, how do you see him fitting in there? So yeah, one of my favorite picks, by the way, in this draft is Traylon Burks to the Eagles. I just feel like they got a guy like Devontae Smith who is as lean and as skinny as they come at the wide receiver position. So going, they got to go for someone like a Traylon Burks who, aside from Drake London, he is the biggest wide receiver in this class by a margin. The way he plays, he is just so big and he plays so physical. And, you know, especially with a guy like Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is also a big guy. You know, you got to start building, you know, a bowling ball of a team. You can't get all these finesse guys, guys like Devontae Smith or, you know, even if Jalen Reed produces which nobody thinks he does he's also he's a small guy you got to get size at the wide receiver position so i love trail burks eagles i kind of i'll be honest i feel like that's a lock they're either taking him at 15 or at 18 nick you like the pick oh i personally i i love it now as me being biased i would i would love to have Jahan dodson but we don't need Jahan dodson because because of the size factor uh we don't need a guy to go over the middle we need a guy that can that can stretch the field we have Devonte that can go over the middle more often than um, than uh, John Dotson. But yeah, I think it's a fantastic pick. I think he'd fit well with uh, Dallas Goddard as well, and he can go up for those for, for those fifty fifty balls, and then he'll he'll stretch the field and he'll also give Jalen and uh, company running uh, running running lanes. Yeah, let's yeah, talk about. Say, by the way, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Wait, I, just, I just want to respond to to Mister Flanders over here. Uh, just the thing with Jahan Dodson. I love. I Jahan like how Dodson. he called me Mister Flanders. <laughs> yeah, I take that call, man. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, the problem with Jahan Dodson. Yeah, go ahead. The, the, the problem with Jahan Dodson is that yeah, he play he plays very physical, and I love his ball skills. I'm a big Jahan Dodson fan. The problem is he's five eleven. I think I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, he's sub two hundred pounds. So right. when you're maybe. talking about size, maybe yeah, his play style might be very strong. Look, a guy like Jarvis Landry who plays like he's a lot bigger than he really is. But at the end of the day, I think they want – like a guy like uh, Traylon Burks, I think he's over 220 pounds. Oh, yeah. That is, that is a huge, you know, almost a 30-pound difference. They got to go with that big bruiser. Yeah, I equate Dotson to uh, a uh, hill. Yes, Justin. Tyreek Hill? Yes. Playing style. I was gonna. I was just gonna step in. Jahan Dotson. I don't usually pick specialists in the first round. Like, if you're gonna be a slot receiver specialist, I don't want you. Um, it's like getting a nickel corner in the first round. Like, what's the whole purpose if you can't do your one job? Um, on the trail on Burks thing, I want him to be more physical. His game tape at Arkansas, he was all right with the ball in his hands. He has much bigger or he has much faster game tape than his 40 implied, but he just wasn't like a physical tackle breaker. Like I thought he was going to be like, like you said, he's like this imposing guy at 220 pounds, but it didn't seem like he was mowing people over. Like everybody wants him to be Debo or something like that. So I don't, I don't know if that will play into it. Um, his route running is also really kind of unrefined. It's, it's, eh. but you know, to your point, if you get the ball in this guy's hands, he is going to take off and he is going to make you, you know, make you regret it. So, I mean, that could be end arounds. That could be just short dump offs. But, you know, I think that's something that they could really use with Jalen Hurts not being the absolute, you know, cannon arm that he is. And, you know, Devontae Smith is, like you said, very lean. He, he seems like he can take a hit or two, but very lean guy. So, yeah, I like to pick a perks, but perks I, I equate to a to a Jeremy Mack one. You gotta love the guy in the man bun letting us know about refinement. 
<laughs> yeah, I wanted to go real quick because we again we're getting up against it. I didn't even put the damn team name, I guess. I know I missed it, but let's talk about number twenty, the Steelers, Malik Willis there. Because I definitely want to hear Nick's comment about this. What do you what do you think? What are your thoughts about him going to the Steelers? So again, I'm not a huge Malik Willis fan at all. But I just feel like it's such a great pairing with the Steelers. Not only do they love him, but they can put him behind a guy like Mitch Trubisky and give him the time to learn, to really learn the offense, you know. And and here's what I'm going to say, since this is a fantasy podcast, I'm going to say do not draft Malik Willis with your 101 in Superflex because he is not going to start at the beginning or even at all in year one in his rookie year. And then once he does start, you're putting him behind I mean, at least if he's on the Steelers, a garbage offensive line. I just feel like Malik Willis is getting way overhyped in the fantasy community. They're like, oh, he can run, so he's going to be the QB1. That's not how it works. You also need to be good. You also need to play and to start. So I, I, I like the Malik Willis pick here at 20. I don't know if he falls to 20, but for fantasy purposes, that does not make him the super flex one-on-one at all. Nick? Uh, I... Are you done? Oh, not, not yet. Are you, are you finished or? Season two's coming. All right, let's go, bro. Are you finished or is you done? I mean, exactly. you know. It's exactly the old thing. So, yeah, I'm not crazy about uh, Malik Willis as well because, again, by virtue of the position, the quarterbacks are getting drafted high. He's a project. I never like teams that draft projects in the first round. Right now, if I would equate him this year in his – in his year one, he to me he'd be like a Cordell Stewart type uh, quarterback in that with that offense because he, he's not going to start over Trubisky. He's already projected to be a three year project, so you're going to draft him um, for for actual gameplay because of what he can do because because you're drafting on promise. Now, fantasy wise, I would draft him. I would draft him and then I'd stash him on on my bench, especially in a dynasty league. That's that's yeah, where he fits have best. To draft him with the capital of of not of someone that you're playing, not someone you're stashing. You can't stash someone with pick one hundred one or one hundred two or even one hundred three. That's you got to get in a, a dynasty league, contributors in, in those. In picks. a dynasty keeper league, you can't do that. Ah, in a keeper league, maybe. Yes, sir. So, if you're drafting Malik Willis. What team do you have to have him on where it becomes interesting? Like my team for him, if he goes to the Detroit Lions at 32, which is probably not going to happen, not even close to happen. But if he were to do that, I would be interested in him sitting one year behind Goff and taking over that offense. So, yeah, the Lions, I feel like that's probably my favorite fit from Malik Willis because, first of all, yes, like you said, it gives him that year to kind of uh, sit back and learn. But also the Lions have a very underrated offensive line, and I feel like what they're building right now, especially if they go somewhere else at pick two, they could really build a nice team and have Malik Willis come in and behind a, a good offensive line and with a good team around him next year. So that would probably be my favorite fit, and after that would just be the Steelers because they like him. But aside from that, I, I'm not high on Malik Willis. What about Seattle? With their with their quarterback debacle, don't like that. <laughs> don't like don't that. Like that. Nah, I mean, yeah, everyone's saying oh, because they had Russell Wilson, but but first of all, Pete Carroll is is what like a hundred years old. He's not going to take a project <laughs> rookie quarterback and start developing him for three years. That's not going to happen. No, I'm and saying that have... because Drew Lock sucks. Yeah, but is Malik Willis better? <laughs> Probably. 
<laughs> Probably maybe a little, but but I, this, the Seahawks have so many needs. It's like, what, what are you really doing here, throwing this rookie project quarterback into this, you know, dumpster fire? Yeah. <laughs> yes, Justin. That offensive line would get him killed by the third game. It is so trash, and they do not want to get better. So I would not. I, I'm a 49ers fan, and I don't want to see him go to Seattle. Like, I'm yeah, like, that, damn, bro, like, Nick is going to kill you. <laughs> that offensive line is what chased Russell Wilson away. You can bet, believe, mm. that is for sure. All right, we got to get out of here, uh, believe it or not. I'm going to throw up your uh, the last little bit of the draft uh, real quick. Um, just to, Is there anything you want to highlight real quick before we get out of here? Uh, someone that might be a surprise in here. So I'll go with the fantasy relevant guys because I feel like <laughs> you guys are probably going to be more interested in that, but – um, whoever the Chiefs take a wide receiver, you know, uh, I would I would love them for fantasy because, you know, obviously playing with Patrick Mahomes, but there are going to be a lot of really talented wide receivers who are going to be available for them at 29 or 30. So in this mock draft, I have Jahan Dotson. I actually really like that that uh, fit. Jahan Dotson kind of plays like Juju Smith-Schuster, but, but a little bit better. Uh, I would love that fit. But also uh, Chris Olave, I just wanted to highlight for a second, going to the Packers. I don't know if you put them up. My bad, sorry. <laughs> Good. Now, I'm good. Anyway, anyone says the everyone says the Packers must take a wide receiver with uh, with their one of their first round picks, but I just don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to want to bring in this rookie wide receiver. But if they do, I love Chris Olave. He's actually my wide receiver one right now. Now that's probably going to change by the time draft comes around, just because these wide receivers are so close. But I love Chris Olave and putting him on the Packers that'd be very interesting to me. Oh yeah, especially. If- Fantasy wise, I mean, think about that just for a minute. I mean, Sammy Watkins right now is projected number one there. Yeah, um, definitely like anybody, yeah, get it done. <laughs> anybody that they select at receiver is going to be definitely interesting in fantasy. All right, my friend, we appreciate you. Hopefully, we get you on next week. We'll try to work it out. I know it's early for you, and I do appreciate it. Let us let all our fans know where they can find all your great stuff at. So, yeah, you can see my Twitter handle uh, in, in uh, under my picture right there, uke uh, underscore NFL. Um, and then mostly, as of now, I'm just writing on Belly Up. I have something else uh, uh, I'm working on, but hopefully I'm going to join uh, probably Dr. Rado soon uh, or maybe post-drafting and start writing some rookie profiles. But as of now, just go to my author page on Belly Up. I got, like, almost 100 scouting reports there. I got a scouting guide there, so you can definitely check me out over there. Yeah, Uke is on fire with the fantasy articles, to say the least. Um, all right, well, we're going to get out of here soon. Nick, uh, do you got something you got going on soon? I always got stuff going on soon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think the most immediate thing I have going on soon is you can find me this Sunday evening on the uh, Belly Up Fantasy Live Baseball at 8.30. I'll be hosting – I'll be guest hosting with Kevin Wilson, and we'll be discussing all things baseball, controversy, real baseball, and fantasy baseball. Justin, how about you, sir? Oh uh, yeah, Dynasty Brews every Thursday at nine thirty. We go live on Belly Up at uh, on Saturdays at nine a.m. Fred, host of the NFL NLFA today. Uh, well, we'll that we hosting that actually that just happened actually on Friday. So <laughs> we'll be doing we'll be seeing you next week on that. My bad, bro. All right, well we appreciate you guys. You appreciate you getting up early. We are out. We're on a mission, on a mission, guys. We're on a mission, on a mission, guys. We're on a mission, on a mission.
redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.